Love is the highest road that comes through the heart. That is why the way of light into sacred unity. So light comes through the heart to bring you into this place called sacred unity. It's the highest road and it's love. Love is the highest frequency. It's where God is. It's who God is. Love. Unconditional love. That's where he's calling us. Up into himself. In Psalm 84, starting at verse 5, there's an amazing uh, thing David says. He goes, Blessed and greatly favored is the man whose strength is in you, in the Creator. Are you ready? In whose heart are the highways to Zion? So God's strength is in us. He's telling us our heart is the highway to Zion. So we pass through the valley of Baca, it says, and Baca means weeping, barren, or dry land, which is where all of us are here in this world. We're passing through Baca, this weeping, barren, dry land. We make, a pl- we make this place a place of springs. That means there is an awakenings going on and springs of life, of water, springing up all over the place. That's our purpose. That's what we're to come to do, is bring a spring, to be a river out of your innermost being. Rivers of living water would flow. It says, they make it springs. The early rain covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. This is up Jacob's ladder, glory to glory. Each of them appears before God in Zion. So where is Zion? Zion is within your heart. The highway to Zion is in you. It's within your heart. It's the place where love will bring you in to sacred unity. So Jesus said, God in Aramaic, he said sacred unity. Once we understand that, we'll understand what it means, what he's doing, and where he's taking us, and what's going on. We've always been taught to look up somewhere to a place called heaven. When all the time heaven's within you, it's within. That's why all the mystics spoke about the, you know, Madame Guyon, the inner castle. Um, it was about a journey in, in through the heart, before the face of God. When you begin to see this, you'll understand that God is within you. He always has been. The veil is what's causing you to not see it or feel it or understand it. And so you can be taught anything. But once you believe that Christ is in you, then all of a sudden you begin to experience it. And it's not at a distance. It's close as your breath. Close as your breath. So, Christ is the mystic secret of God. And in the end it says, Christ is in all, 
is all. All things are summed up in Christ Jesus. So there you have it. Christ is in all. He is all. All summed up in sacred unity. In the creator as one with him. This is what he came. This was his message to us. Now, I will not achieve that uninterrupted state of being until there are no other distractions in my life, until the knowledge and glory of God. Now, listen, remember what glory is? The last time I spoke, uh, two weeks ago, I said, glory, the meaning of the word glory is discover my light. Light is the life of man. So the revelation has to come through our hearts and it carries us up into the Father. It's a ladder. So the knowledge and the glory that discover my light, that's the revelation, that's Yeshua. He's without any earthly interference. Then I have yet to be clothed, fully clothed, with the eternal state. This is what he's calling us into. This is the purpose. He was transfigured where? On a mountain. Why a mountain? Because he went up, again, ascended, like Moses going up the mountain, like Jacob's ladder, the staircase to heaven. It's all symbol, symbol, uh, symbology, pictures of a truth that we must do. So let's look at the word for a minute, what mystic means. Mystic is a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute, the creator, or who believes in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. You see, they're beyond our understanding, beyond the mind of man. They bring you into that experience. This was written by the, through the poetry of a 16th century Spanish mystic called St. John of the Cross. He was speaking about what does mystic mean? It means sacred unity. Seeking through contemplation, be still and know that I'm God. Surrendering our mental projections of what we think we are and where we are to come into that unity with the Father. That's what this is. So the beginning of questioning is not seeing in the light. It's only realizing that there is a light. Awakening in the darkness to seek the light. A lot of people think as soon as they begin to question, they start to, that they see. But they don't realize there's still this whole thing that's got to go on within them. So the journey begins of letting go of darkness or blindness, becoming neutral, not getting caught up on one side or the other side of the illusion, and ascending in the light, in Yeshua, the Word of God, as we become Christ-conscious, which is, remember, the water above the firmament in Genesis, or the greater light that is of the day, not the lesser of the night, seen in the sun and the moon in the uh, uh, Genesis story because the moon only reflects or is a shadow of a greater light. Like the moon reflects the sunlight, so here in the natural mind of man on the earth, 
is a shadow. It's a reflection of a greater light that's right here. If you have eyes to see, Jesus said, and ears to hear what the Spirit's saying, that's the water above the firmament, above the veil, consciousness of Christ, instead of carnal consciousness of man, where we create religions, forms, not experience with the person, intimate experience with the person. So the sun is a picture of the greater light, and what would we have here in the lesser light, like the moon? Well, we have stuff such as the physical Bible. That would be a lesser light. Now, the great light could shine and reflect on it to you. You've heard it probably many times, quicken to you. But it is a lesser light. It's not Yeshua. Believe it or not, he said, well, you search the scriptures thinking in them that you will find life and you don't understand. That was to point you to me. So we see the reflection on the moon. That's not the moon's light. That's the sun. So I'm better to look to the sun. So in this case, I need to look to the sun. It's all to bring me to him, into the awakening, into the experience of the kiss. Song of Solomon. That's what this is all about. Shoo, the glory of the love of God, right? Brought into union, a sacred unity, one with the Creator, because my spirit and the Lord's spirit's one spirit, it says. Come into that perfect union again, into the ecstasy of God, and then I will know myself as I've been known by multitudes. It's me that didn't, doesn't know. It's you that doesn't know. Because we're seeing through a mirror dimly or obscurely. But then face to face, who's looking in the mirror? You're looking at the mirror, in the mirror at yourself. But you can't see who you are because of the veil. You think you are only from this realm, this world trying to survive, living in illusions, divisions everywhere. The kingdom's not divided, Jesus said. So everywhere there's division, um, whether it's war, whether it's denominational, that's not the kingdom. That's man-made. Because there's no division. You can't divide God. It's only in your mind that you're divided. That's why Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Why? <laughs> because he's one with you. That's Christ. You're Christ. You're one. You want to fight with yourself. I've never seen my hands fighting one another. I've never seen my, fight, my feet attack one another. And yet we're doing it all around us all the time. You see the confusion that's going on here? The Babylonian confusion of division? That's what's happening. You will know, <laughs> as you've been known. Aramaic, when you want to lay yourself open for the divine, this was an Aramaic understanding. You want to lay yourself open or, or set a trap to catch the divine. How's that? Like a snare that is hollowed out to its depth, like a canopy that projects a shadow from the divine heart, heat, sorry, and light into your soul. 
then go into your inner place so that a story or symbol that reminds you of the sacred, that was for them uh, Ezekiel's vision, right, that I told you about. Close the door of your awareness to the public person you think yourself to be. You got to shut that down, who you've been told you are through your experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that have shaped who you think you are, right? Because who you think you are in the past will be who you will be in the future. It'll just loop like Groundhog Day until you realize you are not what's happened to you. You are God's son, neither male nor female. It's a position. It's a state of being. Hmm. Pray to the parent of creation with your inner sense. The outer sense is turned within. Veiling yourself, the mystery may be unveiled through you. By opening yourself to the flow of the sacred, somewhere resounding in some inner form, the swell of the divine ocean can move through you. The breathing life of all reveals itself in the way you live your life. A wheel within a wheel. That's what God's bringing us to. A wheel within a wheel to move. It started with the presence, but still the presence was coming, we thought, from outside. You know, can you lay your hands on me, brother? I want to feel God. It's children. We understand this stuff, right? It's part of the journey, but you got to grow up. I always say diaper looks cute on a three-month, but on a 15-year-old, not so cute. Hmm. Hey, got to grow up, mature. That's what it means to be a son, is to mature. You're not a son until you're mature. You're a child. Children of God, sons of God. The whole creation, the cosmos is waiting for the revealing of what? The children? No, the sons of God. Those that know the mystery and are walking in it, and their life is a wheel within a wheel, and it's going on. That's what God is doing right now in the awakening. That's what he's doing on the planet right now. But you're going to have to let go of what you know to follow who you know. Remember, we've known him a long, long, long time. Millions and millions of years, if not billions. It's only the veil over you that makes you think you were born only through your mother's womb. Right? <laughs> nope. This incredible thing that God is doing, the Creator, as we are being molded and shaped in our mother's womb called the Earth. Uh, some call it Maya. It's the planet. She's the female. It's the Earth. What's our mother doing for us? She's sustaining us with water, the light of the sun, food, as we're in the womb with her, you see, until we're born, to the beginning, 
the beginning. I end with this statement by Ken Carey. You are where your attention takes you. In fact, you are your attention. Think on that for a moment. You are your attention. Well, without it, where would you be and who are you? It's your conscious awareness. If your attention is fragmented, you're fragmented. But when your attention is in the past, you're in the past. That's where people are living. When your attention is in the present, remember God said to me, my presence is me in the present. The presence was to lead me to him. It was the beginning, like I said. It was the smell of coffee. It wasn't the coffee. It's to get me to him, to him. And then like St. John of the Cross, it says, I drank from the Father's breast. As a child, I began to drink the milk that he was serving and then the meat of the word to bring me and mature me and strengthen me to become a son. When your attention is in the present, right now, right now, here we are. Right now, we're in the present. <laughs> the past isn't, is gone. The future hasn't happened here. We're right now, we're right here, in the present, in the presence of the Creator, the Father, who's in me, who's in you. And we're one. One spirit with him, with God. Jesus came to reveal the Father and establish Jacob's ladder himself, John 151, to bring us back home, to bring us back into the light, to discover the light and come into him. So he says, when your attention is in the present moment, you are in the presence of God and God is present in you. God is present in you. It's amazing, man. Simply amazing. So lots to ponder upon, <laughs> digest, uh, seek a matter out, search it out, see if there be anything true in this. This is my experience. All I can do is share with you my experience and challenge you to search it out, not to follow me, to search it out for yourself, to see if this be so, and then to walk with the Creator, your Father, the Creator of all things, that you live and move and have your being in Him right now. That's where you are. You can't escape that. <laughs> Only in your mind have you, but it's the reality of it is still there. It's like uh, the word spirit, Jesus never used, but he used the word um, breath or wind. So what are we all breathing right now? Spirit. Life. It's life. That's God. All is in him. All is in Christ. For Christ, through Christ, by Christ. Yeshua being the head, and us, we are the body. One 
new man. That's who we are. It's all a great understanding of a great revelation by God. And we're still uh, only using words here and telling it. But he was the, uh, remember, the nameless one? Because you can't name something that's that great and unknown to the natural mind. So that's why they said that. Not because his name was too good to say. It's that as soon as you called him something, you've just created a box for him to be in, for your mind. <laughs> you can't do that. How do you take somebody that's omnipresent in the universe? That means the whole universe is inside him. Someone that's all-knowing, so he never has a second thought. He already knows. <laughs> right? He's all-powerful, omniscient, all-powerful. There is no other power outside of him. There's no war going on, by the way, in him. If it's going on, it's in our minds. Because if all things are in Christ, think about it for a second. A wheel within a wheel.